Hi, welcome to the Cake Adjacent Podcast, a once a week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering just what we were eating during the important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. So, hey friends, May is a hard month for me, but I will be honest and say that it is a month that is getting less hard and is just a freaking drag. Here's the thing. I often try to be elsewhere this weekend because it's the weekend my father died, now 10 years ago. Right now, I am writing and recording this from Ben's parents on the Elizabeth River, which is in southeastern Virginia. It is pretty peaceful. It is damp and foggy. The air is very heavy. And where a baby tree from a tree my father planted 35 years ago has been transplanted and is thriving. And where I can sit out on the dock and count the birds. Here I can work in the garden and clean the pool and do crafts. All the stuff I can do at home, but somehow it's more relaxing when it's at someone else's house. On this weekend for the last 10 years, I have been elsewhere. I've been in Hawaii the UK, the Outer Banks, Connecticut, Cape Cod, the Eastern Shore, and of course, Northern Virginia. I traveled miles and miles to realize that you can't just cast your sorrows from you and hope that the trade winds would bear them away, because that's just not how grief works. For the first few years, I was sure that I would get some sort of sign that my father was with me somehow, and I was looking everywhere, and it wasn't until I went to the UK that I realized he's always been with me. I just needed to, I don't know, clean out some of the grief in the rooms of my soul in order to make room for the good memories to fill in. So now, this anniversary is a day I remember, but it's different. I try to celebrate my father's life and my relationship with him every day, so I don't need to have one day where I am purposefully sad, if that makes any sense. If you listen to the Two Chocolate Cakes podcast, you know that my father was a flawed human being like we're all flawed human beings, but I loved him so very much. And I miss being able to pick up the phone and just give him a call just to talk or shoot the shit about the Red Sox or ask him a specific question about something happening with the roses or whatever. And no matter how much time passes, I will never not miss that because there's literally no one else in my life I can call for that. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I am struggling mightily with my mother right now in the wake of my stepfather's death last year, a year next week. And I can tell you it is a completely different experience to be dealing with her as she ages than it was with my father, because I guess people are different. And that's all I'll say about that, because honestly, I cannot be trusted to say more because I absolutely will blurt out something that I cannot take back. There are always moments in our lives that stop our hearts. And sometimes, most times, but not all the times, we're able to jumpstart those stupid hearts of ours like cars with old clutches, pushing it and jumping in at the same time to pop the clutch and hope it catches in order to keep going. And sometimes we need the equivalent of a pacemaker, also known as faking it till we make it, which is something, ironically enough, my mother used to say because she didn't believe that people actually had depression. But I am not talking about my mother today. Thanks, Waffles. Anyway, there are these times in our lives where the doorways of our hearts and our souls are notched, like when we're growing up and our Grammys make those pencil notches to show how tall we're getting against the entry to her little pantry where she kept the Pop-Tarts and the bubble stuff when I visited. 
My heart is so notched, friends. It is notched and then healed over, like the way a tree will heal on wound, heal a wound on bark in order to keep living. Because I got to. We all have to. But I wrote something on the anniversary of my father's death seven years ago when I was in the UK for this date, when I was awake earlier than everyone here on the East Coast, and I thought I'd share it with you. I told you a little bit about my trip to Wales to stay with my pen pal and her husband in the last sidecar, but what I didn't tell you was that I purposely planned for it over this date. Here it is. It isn't even dawn on the East Coast of the United States yet, but it is almost 11 a.m. here in Wales, and on this day seven years ago, 12 hours from now, my father died. Today we're going to see some beautiful gardens, and I can't think of a better way to honor his memory and all the things he taught me than to be with friends outside among the beautiful flowers. He would be so glad to know I'm here. I came here to work on the book that already has an ending but still needs a little work on the stories and the recipes of the last 15 years. I think about how many of you I've met in the last seven years and how I have just found some of you again after a long absence. So many of you didn't know my dad. So here's what I wrote for his memorial service that we had at his very last, most beautiful garden with some of his favorite people on Father's Day 2012. I can't imagine telling this assembled group of my father's friends and his family anything that you didn't already know about him, about his ability to make friends wherever he went, his willingness to forgive, but he never forgot, about his infinite love of the natural world and his pride in making his life's work outside in the garden amongst the trees, about how a man who never knew his own father and had few positive role models in his life became a great and beloved father to Catherine and me. I could tell you funny stories from when I worked with him on Fisher's Island and how he was so mortified by how dirty I would get on the job that he required me to clean up and change clothes before getting back on the ferry to New London. Or that day we discovered that rats really, really like those gigantic sunflowers. And I re could recount all the things he taught me, how to prune roses, the minerals needed to get that perfect blue hydrangea color, the difference between grandiflora and floribunda, picking and digging the right Christmas tree, the magic of the barter system, that you plant bulbs upside down so they grow stronger, and the way you rough up a pot-bound plant before you commit to planting its spot in the garden. But maybe you know all of these things because he taught you similar lessons and you have the same kind of sweet or touching stories about dad. Because my father was of the world and lived in the world and as private as he was, he shared his experience and his friendship with everyone he met. If you want to honor my father's life, grab your shovel and plant something. Take your binoculars and go look for eagles and ospreys down at the river edge. Give someone who is struggling with demons an opportunity and put your faith in him. Make friends at the coffee shop and the plant store and the deli. Live the life you want to live and do the work that makes you happy and above all, love your family unconditionally. So instead of all that, I'll read you this poem written by Walt Whitman that reminds me so much of the person my father was and how I will always remember him. I know I have the best of time and space and was never measured and never will be measured. I tramp a perpetual dirt journey. Come listen all. My signs are a rainproof coat, good shoes, and a staff cut from the woods. 
No friend of mine takes his ease in my chair. I have no chair, no church, no philosophy. I lead no man to a dinner table, library, exchange, but each man and each woman of you I lead upon a knoll, my left hand hooking you around the waist, my right hand pointing to landscapes of continents and the public road. Not I, not anyone else can travel that road for you. You must travel it for yourself. It is not far. It is within reach. Perhaps you have been on it since you were born and did not know. Perhaps it is everywhere on water and on land. The last scud of the day holds back for me. It flings my likeness after the rest and true as any on the shadowed wilds. It coaxes me to the vapor in the dusk. I depart as air and I shake my white locks at the runaway sun. I effuse my flesh in eddies and drift it in lacy jags. I bequeath myself to the dirt to grow from the grass I love. If you want me again, look for me under your boot soles. You will hardly know who I am or what I mean, but I shall be good health to you nevertheless, and filter and fiber your blood. Failing to fetch me at first, keep encouraged. Missing me one place, search another. I stop somewhere waiting for you. In reading this from 10 years ago, I'm reminded of another piece of that same poem that I believe my father taught me, and it is only now on this day that I am realizing it. Let me pass this on to you. If you are in a place where you are seeking and not finding, in a place of marking time but not moving on, making those notches on your heart and wondering if the wound would will ever heal it over. Long have you timidly waited, holding a plank by the shore. Now I will you to be a bold swimmer, to jump off in the midst of the sea, rise again, nod to me, shout, and laughingly dash with your hair. Okay, I promise this will be the last melancholy sidecar for a while. Maybe. I don't know. I have layers. I'm complicated. Okay, moving on. I didn't go to the farmer's market this week because I am not home this weekend, but this week is the first week of June and there are a veritable cornucopia of food holidays to share with you. I covered the end of May in the last podcast, so I'm not going to do it again. I'm just going to start right the hell up with June. First up, all of the month holidays, starting with my favorite, which is National Candy Month, which as you know, is every month for me. It is also National Dairy Month, Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Month, National Iced Tea Month, National Papaya Month, and I do so love papayas because in Hawaii, you can just buy them by the side of the road and eat them with a spoon like there was a little ice cream sundae, except it's fruit. It is Seafood Month, gross, and Turkey Lovers Month, which, okay, definitely want to be roasting a turkey in June, whatever. Wednesday, June 1st, is National Hazelnut Cake Day, which sounds strangely German. We also say rabbit, 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 first thing on this day. Please do not forget. It's because uh, folks keep saying things like, is the coffee on? Or posting some dumb dream they had on Twitter before posting rabbit, rabbit, rabbit that we're in such a goddamn mess right now. So let's get it right this month, okay? Thursday, June 2nd is Rocky Road Ice Cream Day. Rocky Road is a chocolate ice cream with nuts and marshmallows in it. It's fine, but its I think it's really one of those original stunt ice creams, if you ask me. Friday, June 30th is National Egg Day, and considering that eggs are in so many things that I love, I'm shocked there's only one day. 
Incredible edible egg only gets one day. Fire your ad agency eggs. Um, as it's also the first Friday in June, it is donut day. But frankly, I don't accept that donut day is just the first Friday in June. Donut day is every Friday of every month and some other days of the week as well. Um, I don't make the rules. Saturday, June 4th is a big day for some reason. It's National Cheese Day, as well as National Applesauce Cake Day, National Frozen Yogurt Day, and National Cognac Day. And let's just say, I like cheese. And finally, Sunday, the 5th of June, is Gingerbread Day, which would be fine if we were in another hemisphere, but we are not. So gingerbread in June is a non-starter. Okay, so those are the food holidays. In other news, have you heard about this new podcast I'm doing? So I know this is a common refrain, but quote, if you follow me on Twitter, unquote, you know that Jen, also known as Jen Runs With Dogs, also known as GR Mom from Golden Ratio, and Professor Jen Goldbeck and I have been talking for almost two years about starting a podcast called The Agenda, where we would talk to and interview other Jens and Yens. And even though it seemed like it was a running joke, we actually recorded our first rather sloppy but awesome episode last week. And you can find the Agenda podcast with a J instead of a G because you know it's our name, Jen, now on all the platforms. And the very first inaugural episode should drop this week, Monday, I think, and hopefully every other week in the future. And just a reminder that we're doing this remotely with the barest of notes and outlines, also known as winging it. So there's a lot of goofy talking over each other to start while we figure out a system for all this. And you don't get to see all the crazy hand gestures, funny hats, and silly faces we make at each other. But suffice it to say that you will get to see all of that and more when we become super famous and we are doing our live shows in stadiums. And if you follow us on Twitter, you know we will absolutely make famous happen, and you will be the first to hear about it. And one more thing before I go. Have, you told, have I told you how much I love fireflies? Well, okay, now you know. I love fireflies. Okay, friends, I hope that you have a good week. Make good choices, and don't forget that watering deep and slow is usually far better for your plants than a sprinkle with your watering can, or what my father would say, a lick and a promise.